My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure It makes me wanna dribble dribble, you know Riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it Six feet two in a compact, no slack But luckily the seats go back I got a knack to relax in my mind Sipping some red, red wine Nice You're listening to the number one podcast For Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County This is O. On deck for today, guys, we got another hot topic. Well, kind of. We're going to continue our Tipton tribute. Um, Got some more comments I think y'all really enjoy towards the end of the show, believe it or not. Got some great local news. I mean, fantastic local news this week. Uh, Lots of good dad jokes. Of course, a motivational message. Short, sweet, to the point, but with a lot of punch. And, of course, our random facts and stories you likely didn't know. And even have some movie and TV review section this week. And, of course, our sports recap with our three football coaches. T, how's your week been, man? Man, it was long this past week. This weekend has flown by, been busy about a lot of things. But, hey, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I'm employed. My check hit the bank on time. I'm in great shape, dude. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Way to find positive. That's right. Way to find positive. Well, T, I wish I could say the same uh, about my week, man. It has been um, rather bittersweet, I guess yeah. is the best I can say. I, uh, you know, talking about Adam Tipton a minute ago right. and everything else, I, you know, uh, we had his funeral, his viewing, um, you know, a lot of moments, a lot of conversations and stuff. And it, it's been a, it's been an emotional roller coaster, I man, bet. you know, between I bet. all that going on. And, you know, it's been great to talk to people about somebody we both liked and loved and right. were friends with and, um, but, you know, they had the, the viewing Wednesday night, and it was from 5 to 8 o'clock, and they, people were there early. And at 8 o'clock, um, and when people were leaving, there was over 150 people in line to get in. Wow. And it was just it was quite a turnout, quite a, well, quite a show of yeah. love and admiration for him. Um, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, T. I've just I've got away from doing viewings, man. I've just I've had bad experiences the last two times. They're tough. It not, not only that, I just don't. I want to remember the person the way I remember right. them, and 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 that's just that's just me, you know. Um, I've lost a couple friends in the last few years that you know, uh, it just it, it it did me no favors going over there right. and seeing them and stuff. And I, I don't mind going visit with the family and stuff, um, but that's just one of the things that hit me. And so I decided to go to the funeral on Thursday. Um, and, uh, it was a nice, nice service. It was really, really nice. Uh, Adam's brother got up and spoke for a while, brought up some family, uh, you know, uh, memories that people probably wouldn't know yeah. and things and people really, really enjoyed it. And then, uh, one of the most flattering things that's ever happened to me, uh, to us, honestly, is, is that the family decided to play the audio that we created last week on the podcast yeah. during the funeral. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, it was tough, man. I just, yeah. I felt like, I felt like the size of an ant in my chair. I felt little because, um, you know, people were getting emotional. Um, we got a lot of compliments about it and a lot of appreciation. And I, you know, and I hope it goes towards something that's very positive for the family, for them to remember as a keepsake and things. And uh, and so, like I said, it, it's been a tough week. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking about their family hard and uh, just, you know, how, how hard it must be, you know. Right. And, uh, I just, you know, it just doesn't feel real yet. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I know when I go over there for a basketball game uh, or I go hang out with, you know, my buddy's Hector Horn or somebody over at the school and he's not there and the 
the office is empty or whatever, it's just it's just going to hit you again, and it's going to keep hitting you. And right. I don't know. It's just, it's just a tough situation. Yeah, we we you know we we still want to keep Adam's you know wife and and family in prayers, and uh, you know his, his his dad, Mr. Charlie, who you know I, I've always thought the world of, and you know it's, I can't imagine what it's like, and I hope I never know what it's like, you know, uh, to lose a child as well. And even though he's yeah. a grown man, he's, you know, independent, uh, seemed to be very successful at, at what he did, um, had a beautiful wife and, and family. Uh, despite all that, uh, you know, your children are in their preteens and teens. Uh, you know, mine's grown. And uh, you'll know as well as I do, it doesn't matter how old they are, how uh, what they do for a living, you know, where they live or whatnot, uh, you always view them as, as those little kids, you know. Uh, in your heart, you do. Of course, as they get older, oh, yeah. you, you know, you, you treat them like adults and whatnot. But my point is, is that uh, I just can't imagine that happening. And I, I really, I really, really, really deeply feel and uh, pray for, for, for uh, his daddy, Charlie, and uh, his wife and, and, his, and his child as well. God bless them all. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, T. Well said. Well, T, before we get moving forward on anything else, of course, we've got to mention our number one realtor team. That is Team Couch of Birch Realty. Guys, if you are in the market to buy or sell property right here in DeSoto County, especially in Olive Branch, this is the team you want to work with. They have been voted the number one realtor team in DeSoto County numerous times. They have dealt with more uh, you know, transactions, real estate firms, lawyers, you name it across the gamut. These guys know how to take it from top to bottom the best there is. They're a full service company that truly, truly looks out for their clients. This is who you want to work with. And also, they are offering a free market analysis. So if you'd like to know what your house is worth, uh, you know, our market is going up and down, fluctuating, things are changing. Um, they can help you out. If you want to call them and give them an address, a little bit of details, this is no obligation, doesn't cost you anything. They can help you. You can call them at their office at 662-449-1700, or you can even call Brian's cell phone personally, which is 901-461- 7653. Remember, every home needs a couch. T, let's get right into this news, man. What do we got going on this week? We got a bunch going on here. First of all, we want to say congrats to Center Hill High School and Lewisburg High School for being a part of the 46 Mississippi high schools recognized with the National 2022 College Success Award. It's now in its fifth year. The annual recognition honors public high schools that excel at preparing students to enroll and succeed in college as determined by available data in each state. Mississippi's recipients are among the 1,742 winners from 25 different states that have demonstrated successful track records of graduating students who enroll in two- or four-year colleges, are ready for college-level coursework, and persist on to their second year. Despite the many challenges brought forth by the COVID-19 pandemic, these schools have continued to uphold many best practices to support their students' college preparation and success. That's outstanding. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, this is one of those things where you can rotate your shoulder, open your hand, and pat yourself on the back. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know, I stated in here, you know, some people who may listen to this say, well, what's the big deal? That's why people go to college. People don't realize how many freshmen in college don't even go back for their second year of school. 
All right. Because or even second really, semester. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Because they're not ready for college level coursework. And by the way, let me define what college level coursework means. It doesn't mean beginning algebra, beginning math, intermediate math, uh, intro to English comp, things of that nature. All those courses are designed to do, and I want, I want everybody to listen to me carefully now. All those courses are designed to do is to make the college money. Because you pay full tuition, you sit through those classes for an entire semester, and guess what? They don't count towards your actual degree. College-level courses means that I'm ready for college as a freshman, and I come in, and I don't have to take any lower-end or remediation-type classes. I'm, I'm going straight into college algebra. I'm going straight into English comp. Comp one. There's no, you know, lower end thing that I have to go through in or- because I don't qualify for it. So the fact that we're having more and more students actually now being ready, despite all the mess that went on with COVID-19, that these kids are really where they need to be in order uh, to succeed when they get to college and to take courses that count toward the degree from the moment they arrive on campus is outstanding. Agreed, T. Agreed. Now, guys, of course, you get what we got to mention our good friends, Michael Hatcher and Associates. If you're looking for a new career or a job right now that's going to give you better benefits, a better team to work for, and the best pay, go check out HatcherLandscape.com and see all the positions they have available. A lot, a lot of options. And you're going to work with a company that has a motto of, we want to hire for life. What's better than that? Go call today. Also, if you have any questions, they have a talent acquisition manager that can help you. And you can reach them at 662-755-3207. What's next on news there, T? Well, they've got some good news here. This past Tuesday night, Ken Adams, the mayor of Olive Branch in the city of Olive Branch government, the Board of Aldermen, as well as the Olive Branch Fire Department, awarded three firefighters with the Medal for Bravery. Here's what happened. When they were returning from a call, the ladder truck uh, that had Lieutenant Steve Wright, Firefighter Alan Wright, and Firefighter Will Lancaster witnessed a semi-truck. Ooh, that's a big thing. A semi-truck hit a vehicle before slamming into the side of their truck. Despite sustaining, you know, a few injuries and whatnot, these guys immediately started helping with patient care for the passengers of the other vehicles. Their selfless acts exemplifies the men and women of the Olive Branch Fire Department. Outstanding. Outstanding, man. Kudos to these three. Well-deserved award. Congratulations to all of them. And thank you to our local government, especially Ken Adamus, for pointing this out and helping the, everybody see this amazing, amazing award. Absolutely. Uh, on a little bit of a sad note, the Olive Branch Police Chaplain, Reverend Robert Bunch, was called home to heaven this past week. Reverend Bunch was a man of strong faith, a motivational leader, and was easy to talk to, always kept a smile. He was very loyal to his family and his friends and his colleagues. Uh, Chaplain Bunch dedicated his time, his resources, energy to the city of Olive Branch by serving as a police chaplain. Uh, for 20 years. He impacted the lives of many people in other communities as well. We do uh, extend our deepest thoughts and prayers and support uh, to uh, the bride of, of Reverend Bunch, Ms. Charlene Bunch, and the entire Bunch family. Out of respect and in memory of Chaplain Bunch, Mayor Ken Adams, uh, in a very classy move, directed that the city of Olive Branch flag be lowered to half-staff until sunset on Friday, September 23rd, which was just this past week. Yeah, that's a, that's a really nice move. Um, shows a lot of class. You're, you're right. Very well said. Uh, just an absolute great man. I've heard from several people this is a huge loss for the department. And um, uh, just my thoughts and prayers for the Bunch family as well. 
Guys, do you have a property that's in bad shape, needs repair, outdated, or even worse, you got it in a loss of a loved one or in a divorce or something, and you need to sell it fast and for good cash money? There is a great company right here in Olive Branch. That is Rodman Properties. Now, guys, this is a local company that specializes in this very thing. Okay, They have a website called iBuyDeSoto.com. It shows you all the steps they go through, some of the properties they do, the property management they handle, all this right here in local, not one of those big national chains that's just going to try to undercut you, low bid you, all that kind of stuff, right here local that can help you out if you fit in this criteria or if you know somebody who fits in this criteria. Go check out their website iBuyDeSoto.com if you'd like to know more. Hey, Zach, everyone loves a good craft fair, right? Oh, ain't no doubt, no. What about you? You like a good craft fair? I like craft fairs, man. What do you I, call it? I, I'm kinda, I've been told that I'm kind of crafty. You are crafty. <laughs> You're very crafty. Well, good news. There's going to be a large craft fair at the Olive Ranch Senior Center on Saturday, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's just a couple of weeks away. So make sure y'all come out and shop. Call the Senior Center if you'd like uh, to sign up as a vendor. They'd love to have you. The booth space is ten dollars, ten bucks. That's all. You, ten bucks. You, you can't you you can't buy a table to sit up with for ten bucks. No, like most of these craft fairs you, I know about, they're, they're almost a hundred, hundred fifty dollars yeah, just to get a spot. Yeah, you know. But look, if you want to, you know, be a vendor and sell some of your crafts, it's only ten bucks. Okay, there are going to be food trucks there. There's going to be a stone cone, uh, stone cone booth there. Barbecue is going to be there as well. Y'all don't want to miss this. Once again, it's going to be Saturday, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. You, you going to have anything there? Um, I, Man, if I got time, I'll try to make something. But, you know, I'll probably come because as much as I like to be crafty, I also like to buy handcrafted stuff. Yeah. Plus, you get ideas about stuff, too, you know? Oh, there's no doubt. Of course, I'm a Man. sucker for good barbecue. You know this. That I do know. You're right. I am, too. <laughs> All right, moving on. The City of Olive Branch is excited to bring back movies under the stars on the Weston House lawn. Join us each Thursday night at 7 p.m. during the month of October for a free, that's right, free, in all capital letters, F-R-E-E, free, family-friendly movie. We also have local food vendors there available each night. So come out and get you a bite to eat, watch a good movie with your family under the stars. The first one is going to be October the 6th. That's right. Cruella is the first movie, so if you are interested to see that, come on out. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, down the road, I think they're going to be showing Encanto and Sing 2 and Hocus Pocus. I think that's the lineup for the whole month. That's pretty good. A good lineup. Good lineup. Uh, yeah, it would be. All right. The Light Garden is coming. How about that? It is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Delight in the stunning illumination, holiday entertainment, and unique shopping opportunities for the whole family at the Mid-South's newest holiday experience in Olive Branch. Located in the city park, light garden visitors will enjoy beautiful light displays as well as local flavors, performances, and artisan vendors that are sure to brighten any holiday tradition. This will be going on November 22nd through December 31st. That ought to be neat. It is. And, you know, uh, this is something kind of new. And this is something we talked about a few weeks ago where North Central kind of stepped up and we yeah. changed the infrastructure and like that. Right. Really excited how this is going to go. This is really going to kind of help Olive Branch get on the map when it comes to, you know, holiday festivities. But I got to tell you one, T, though. I, I, got, a, I got a gripe. I got a real gripe. I went, right. to Lowe's. I went into Lowe's in Collierville. Uh, you know, uh, last night, my family and I were out in that area. We were visiting somebody to give out a, a baby gift. And when I walked in, I'm expecting to see the Halloween section 
as soon as you walk in, I used to work at Lowe's. I know all about it. And you know what? Four rows of nothing but Christmas decorations. Boo. It is still September. Boo. I mean, it is bad, man. That That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So going wrong, they had a Halloween section, one row on the left side, not in plain sight as you walk through the door. I, I was disappointed. Very disappointed. You know, so guys, we cannot skip Halloween and Thanksgiving. You know, for and all this Christmas, to Christmas. I mean, come on, people, come on. You know, I know no, there's no, people that, out here who agree with me. I know there is. That, that's borderline immoral. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, that's doubt. ridiculous. No. Oh doubt. well. Well, look, that's all we have for our local news today. A, a quick reminder: Hey, if you'd like to advertise with us, we would love for you to join our team here. Please just go ahead and email us at theobpodcast at gmail dot com to get more information. See, it's time for those dad jokes, brother. Of yeah. course, this is brought to you by our IR insurance man, Allie Edgelally of Alpha Insurance. Guys, the ace agency of Olive Branch. If you're interested in saving money and getting better coverage with expert personal care, then you need to contact his local office right there off of Goodman Road at 662-893-0928. Or you can even call his personal cell phone, which is 1-843-324-0930. T, got us some good ones. Man, right, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you're ready for these today, man. I just, uh, I don't uh, know. I am prepared. Let me beat my chest a little bit. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. See, I had a great childhood. My dad would roll me down the hill in tires. Man, those were good years. <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, T. Too bad, too bad they weren't good, good rich. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. T, I have asked so many people what LGBTQ plus stands for, but nobody can give me a straight answer. Next. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. T, my grandmother asked me to visit her when she gets out of the hospital. Sadly, I had to decline. I don't like graveyards. It's just not my thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man, that's cruel, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These little, I love you, little, Grandma. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> All right, got two more, and woo, <laughs> one of them. These, these, these are these are a little rough. So I'm, I'm preparing everybody. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh, what's the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? Hit me. One is a superhero, and one is a command. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. And the last one, and this one might get me in trouble, but here we go. I think that one's going to get you more in trouble than anything else. My wife hears that. I'm I'm dead meat. This is what it is. Here you go. T, did you know that Paul Walker had dandruff? Really? Yeah. I didn't either. until I saw his head and shoulders in the glove compartment. No, that's bad. Dude, that is awful. Yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. That's pretty bad. I think the Iron Woman one was uh, was a little better than that one. Pretty rough. Not by much. Oh, my gosh, that was yeah. horrible. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, as always, guys, I hope you don't you haven't turned us off and are completely just done hey, with this. Remember, by Zach is the one that tells the jokes. <laughs> but yes, if again, if you got some humor out of our, you know, hey, we're just trying to have some fun. As always, guys, we hope you have hit gosh. subscribe. And if you are, yeah, we hope. <laughs> and we hope you're telling your friends, your family, and your coworkers about us, and make sure they are listening and following along as well. IT, it's time for our motivational message. And like I said earlier, man, this is a short and to the point, but man, it's a good one. And it talks about basically the power of you. And a lot of people don't realize they have this kind of power um, or they look at it in a different way. But sometimes you can look at it through a different lens, a different perspective, and you can really get something out of it. I think it's a really cool little audio that we talked about. So let's go to it now. Hey, did you know? When someone doesn't like you, they team up with someone else who doesn't like you. And before you know it, there's a group of people who hate you. But the funny thing is, they don't even like each other. But they gather because of you. See how powerful you are. You know, some people like to say, well, so-and-so's saying this about you, or so-and-so is saying that about you, or whatnot. But guess what? At the end of the day, they're still thinking about me. I don't care whether they hate me or not. They're still thinking about me. I'm on your mind, baby. That's so right. That's all, man. that's all there is to it. One hey, of the best know, lines. One of yeah. the best lines is is that I've always heard it, and for a long time, and it's called rent free. That's you right. Know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and guys, I tell you all the time. I said if you let somebody own space in your mind, or you give people space in your mind. That's mm -hmm. called rent-free. I mean, That's if right. you worry about people who naysay or talk about you or this, that, or so on, you're the one who's suffering. They're not. And, and so and that's what it, I come with. And it's true when they say those people, that when they group together, they don't even like each other. That's true. But you know what? Misery loves company. So that's where they gather all their strength together. And that's how they get their sense of self-worth because they know at the end of the day, probably 95% of the time, the reason why they're cutting you down is because there's something about you they wish they had in their own life. Truth. Truth bomb right there, man. Truth bomb. Guys, as always, I hope you all enjoyed our motivational message and you continue to listen each and every week because it is definitely one of our favorite things we do. Free drinks in the house. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it's time for Random Facts, Stories You Likely Didn't Know, brought to you by Old Town Fitness. If you're looking for a non-typical gym that teaches its clients in a friendly group atmosphere without any pressure or judgment, wow, that's a place for me. This is the place for you, too. Go check it out and meet the amazing owners who want to help you reach your goals today. They're located at 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch. Hours are Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to noon and then from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 10 and they are closed on Sunday. All right, Zachary, did you know that the food court at Costco, man, I love Costco. The food court at Costco makes so much money selling pizza to hungry shoppers that it's ranked as the 14th largest pizza chain in the United States, even beating out California Pizza Kitchen, among others. How about that? That's a lot of pizza. That's a lot of pizza, man. I, you know, the funny thing is, I, you know, I go to Sam's or Costco, 
Yeah. Uh, there, there's lines at the places that feed in there. It, it, it's just yeah. something you would never think about, but they have good, hot food. Not necessarily that, healthy, but it's good hot food. <laughs> that's the key is that it's good. It tastes good. Yeah. It's not like you go when you go down to Disney World and you pay uh, uh, 18 bucks for a smoked turkey leg and it doesn't have any taste to it. It's going to fill you up. But see, that's the thing about it. When you make good food, people will go get it. But here's the other thing, too. It's cheap. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. What do you call it? Believe it or not, I think it was the owner of Costco said he would never change the price of their hot dogs, which are one of the also right. their most sell, hot selling items, saying that we have kept it at this point. Why change it for our right. customers? It's not about making profits on our customers. It's about making our customers happy. That's right. Well, well said. See, well, but see, for years, they used Nathan's hot dogs. And then Nathan's had to raise their prices on them. And so what Costco do? They created their own hot dog that's very similar to that, but then they had it manufactured for themselves. And here's the great thing. It's not only a great hot dog to get while you're there, but, man, you can buy them there in your refrigerated section and take them home. And they're, they're bigger than a quarter pound each. So one's going to more than do you. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. That's yeah, good they're stuff. great. All right, moving on. Did you know that in 2012, water began mysteriously dripping from the toes of a Jesus statue in India? Well, there's an oxymoron right there. Worshippers declared the tears of Jesus a miracle and began drinking the water. Oh, my gosh. Weeks later, the source of water was actually found to be caused by a leaking toilet pipe located above the statue. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Nature's Kool-Aid right there, oh buddy. God. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay. Well, that kind of seems par for the course. All right, moving on. Did you know that the script for award-winning series Squid Game was originally completed by creator Huang Duck Young, I guess I don't know how to say that, back in 2009, but was rejected by studios for 10 years for being too violent and too unrealistic. Now, in 2022, it sits as the number one show, as the most watched show in Netflix history. I have actually started watching this. So far, it's okay. Um, the premise is really unique. You know, it's just about taking childhood games uh, from your past and turning them into an all-or-none game for people mm -hmm. who are financially ruined and have yeah. no future. Uh, and so imagine if you're a person who is in unmounts of debt or your loan sharks are after you. Um, and this is in a, a society where your organs are more valuable than you are. And so if you Ugh. can't pay your debts, they're going to harvest you. And so somebody offers you an opportunity to go play a game, childhood games. But if you lose at any one of the games, they kill you. But right. if you win, you can win millions and millions of dollars and be set for life. And so it's a play on what is a human willing to risk their life for? When it comes to money, or, or, or is your life in such a bad situation that yeah. you're willing to do that? The thing about the, the show is, is that it was produced and made, you know, I think in South Korea. So it's all, all the audio is dubbed over. So their, oh. their mouth is moving and speaking their language, but then a, a, you, uh, somebody who speaks English talks over them. So the lips never match. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so yeah. you have, you got to, you have to walk into that knowing that's what's going down, and that's something that's going to yeah. bother you. This is not the show for you because you'll see their mouth moving for twenty seconds, but they have ten seconds of dialogue. Yeah. You know, well, so. this, this this just now came across the ticker. Let me get this here. Okay, it says even though it was ten years ago, it was rejected for being too violent and too unrealistic. It is expected to be canceled next week 
because it's not violent or unrealistic enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be doggone. (laughs) Technology, baby, changes every moment. (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we have for that section right there. What we got next going up uh, there, Mr. Zach? Oh, man, we've got some more movie and TV stuff. I thought we'd Uh-oh. sneak that in here. Guys, okay. this week uh, finished a new series that was on Netflix. I would call it a new series for me. I think it's been out a couple months, but uh, if you want a good one to go watch that actually kind of relates to society in today's world, and Netflix does a really good job, and this one is called Clickbait. This is an eight-episode series, and each episode follows a different character in the same story. And so it's really unique. So it gives you a perspective of a single person that's all involved. And the story is about a man who is a family man, two children, wife. And one day, um, suddenly, a video pops up on YouTube or their version of YouTube that shows him holding signs. And he says, I'm a woman abuser and I killed someone. And now I'm going to die if this video gets 5 million views. And that's how the show starts. And so you're trying to find out. You know, why is he holding these signs that say such terrible things? Why was he kidnapped? Who is the kidnapper? How, you know, so you're going to get the perspective of the police, the perspective of a sister, a perspective of the wife, perspective of some new characters that unravel when you try to figure out these stories. And then you're going to have a really surprise twist ending at the end that you would never guess. I give it a very, very strong eight out of 10. Um, you know, there's no big name actors or that or so on. You're really going to see about what it is about how social media um, it can go awry and how things can be misconstrued and what people value, what they want to see. You know, they want to see violence. They want to see death. They want to see these things and how it can, you know, just takes over this whole little community. And so it's a really, really interesting uh, storyline. And, it can, you know, you could see how it could be so real in today's world. So, again, yeah. I think it's a great show. Uh, like I said, eight episodes. The average episode's 40, between 40 and 50 minutes. Uh, I would definitely recommend anybody giving it a look. This speech is my recite. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On top. Like, here we go. All right, T, let's get over into our sports section, brother. Of course, this is another great week of football for us here. All three teams got to play. Uh, two of the three had some success. Sadly, Center Hill was unable to f- defeat a very, very strong uh, South Haven Chargers team. Very loaded team. Uh, really look forward to talking to Coach Peacock and hearing about that game. Um, but Center, uh, not Center Hill, but uh, Lewisburg and Olive Branch were able to come away with some nice W's. Some pretty, some not. But man, the coaches are excited to talk about their kids talk about how things unraveled and you know in their way in their favor i guess you would say and so it's it makes for a great great after show guys i hope y'all enjoy these audios coach hextorn brother how are we doing on this fine sunday man doing great appreciate you having me always man always dude how was friday night man was it was it electric again Oh man, you know we we playing in Jamestown. It it definitely is, uh, you know, a beautiful night. Starting to kind of feel like football weather. So, um, you know, obviously a great night of football and, and and a lot of fun. I heard that, Coach. Well, look, let's not let's call it what it is, Coach. You're you're in the win column. You're doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, your record is preceding yourselves, and y'all got out of there with a W versus Horn Lake. That's and that's a district foe. That is a one and zero in district. That's a, that says a lot, man. That's a huge congrats to Lewisburg, your program. I know the kids were excited. 
I, I think it's it's phenomenal. Has uh, is that the first time we have beaten Horn Lake? That is the first win versus Horn Lake in school history. Um, not not a ton of uh, opportunities against them, but it, but nonetheless, uh, first time that Lewisburg's beaten Horn Lake. So, uh, you know, obviously, always good to get a win. It's hard to get uh, you know football wins like we talked about, but you know, when you do something that's never been done here, that's always a lot of fun. No doubt. Well, coach, let's go ahead and be honest. Like we said, every time we get on this week, you know, let's call it like it is. Let's don't sugarcoat it. It was an ugly ball game. It was an ugly ball game from start to finish. Uh, I think offensively and defensively, there was a lot of struggle, not a lot of consistency um, between penalties, turnovers, uh, turnover and downs, incomplete passes, uh, you know, not a very, not a very strong run game at parts. Uh, and that's for both teams. You know, uh, it came down to like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and that's uh, the team found a way to win, made the plays when it had to. And it's funny how, you know, that didn't happen for y'all, you know, when y'all played earlier. But now that you've come and played Horn Lake, y'all were the team that were able to make the plays and get the points on the board to get the W. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest of games at times, but uh, you know our, our our kids played really hard and, and kept fighting. You know, there's going to be nights where things kind of click and they're going your way, and uh, you know it looks good and it's easy. And then there's other nights where for whatever reason you're just not clicking, the timing's off or whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean we're going to throw our hands up and say, you know, just we're not going to win tonight. You know, we still got to find a way, and and our kids did that, and and our coaches did that. Nobody panicked. You know, we faced a lot of adversity, but um, nonetheless, we found found a way to get the win. Absolutely. Now, coach, you talk about adversity and not panicking stuff. A lot of people might not know it, but there was some uh, there was some expert coaching going on by your staff at halftime to you know to make things happen for the second half. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Yeah, we, we, we had a few injuries in the uh, in the first half. Um, you, you know, we've, we kind of had some sickness kind of going through our our, uh, our team as well. So, uh, you know, we started off the game with a couple of uh, backups or even guys we moved out of other positions uh, into a position. Uh, our running back went down in the first half. Our, our quarterback wasn't feeling well. So, you know, we spent the whole halftime, you, you know, kind of moving pieces around and, and uh, coaching guys up on positions they were about to play they've never played before and um you know our kids didn't blink our, our coaches didn't panic it was just hey what do we got to do to get this win and and uh they went out and did it and we had guys step up and make plays and do things that again they've never really practiced um but again when you're you're you got a team that understands their purpose and what they're trying to do and and just care about getting a win and and winning with each other special things like that can happen Dude, that's 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 huge that's really, really huge because you know, I know there's some people like I spoke to there at the game, and you know, like we talked a minute ago, and I'm not trying to harp. You know, it just wasn't crisp, and things weren't going your way. But when you know you took advantage of some big moments, you got points on the board, and there ultimately, and when it's all said and done, nobody cares about that. You got the W. The you know, the kids are happy, community loves it, uh, the program's moving in the right direction, and that's fantastic. Um, Coach, let's talk about offensively. You know, um, who were some guys that stood out for you, made some big plays, or you know, did things that uh, impressed you this week? Well, you know, I'll start with you know we got um, Easton Fesmar back. Easton uh, broke his wrist back at the very end of the summer and uh, got his cast off on Thursday morning and uh, played Friday night. Got him a few catches, a couple of kick returns. So uh, just a, a, a a great leader for us, a great presence on the field, a competitor. So awesome to get him back. And again, I thought he played really well. You know, Lucas Gash, other than a safety, scored every point for us. Uh, caught a touchdown pass in the second half, a couple of field goals. Um, Elliot Helps came over. Uh, he's our starting safety and came over and played quarterback in the second half. 
Uh, Coleman Dowell came over and ran the ball really, really well for us uh, late in the game. You know, we really wanted to had to, had to kind of slow it down and, and rely on the run game a little bit more. And uh, Lucas Edwards, the guy, another running back who, who stepped up and had some tough carries. And, you know, he doesn't look like much, but Sucker is uh, tough and uh, runs really hard. So, um, you know, really, really proud of those guys stepping up. Some of those guys, again, coming back, some understanding the situation and stepping up and doing whatever needed, uh, you know, for our offense to get the points we needed to win a game. I heard that, brother. I heard that. That's awesome. Well, what about on the defensive side? Considering that you kept Horn Lake pretty much neutral the entire ball game, minus a few, uh, you know, minus one touchdown in the front and everything else, uh, what, what, was the, what was the standouts there? Uh, you know, I say this every week, and, and but I'm being serious. It, it's all of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, we get out, we get out the first uh, the first drive. They've got the ball, and they go down to score. We were, uh, you know, we were tackling high. We, you know, we crashed inside one time, and the quarterbacks able to get out outside and score. And um, but you know, they they settled in. You know, again, Coleman, uh, Dowell, and Ellie Helps are, are two huge pieces of that defense. But um, you know, C.J. Johnson had a great game. Uh, Cody Gilmore had a great game. Um, Kylan Speed had several several plays in the backfield and sacks. Uh, Demetrius Farewell, uh, Carter Cummins, again, J.T. Swift. Uh, every single one of those guys were, were fantastic and flying to the ball and physical. Um, I, again, can't say enough about our defense and those coaches and what those guys are doing on that side of the ball. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, Coach. That's great, man. That is great. Well, you know, Coach, this Friday is the big one. And I call it that way because I think for Center Hill, playing y'all is their big, their biggest game of the year. doesn't matter the record. doesn't matter anything. For some reason, this is the uh, rivalry game they look forward to more than any. And I dare I could say that y'all feel the same way. Would you agree? I think in the school, in the you know, in our community and in our school, you're you're probably right. Um, I told you this last year, and I've just never really been good at rivalry games and getting myself uh, super excited for them. Uh, not that I don't enjoy them, because the the buzz and the energy around the stadium and as the week goes on, it's always a lot of fun and um, you know just adds a little excitement to it. But you know, end of the day, if if we're going to do anything different this week than what we normally do we're probably not a good team, right? We, we've got to show up every single day and, and do what we've got to do to get better and get prepared, um, regardless of who we play. You know, so, um, you know, obviously we're excited about it. We, we, we like to play them. And, and again, that we know our, uh, our uh, school and our community and our, you know, the students here get real excited about it. So uh, for that reason, we're excited. We know it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of energy in the stadium that night. But, uh, you know, as far as football goes, it's uh, – it's business as usual. You know, we've got to come up and get prepared. Uh, no different than we do any other week. I heard that, brother. Heard that. Well, look, wish you guys a good week of practice. Look forward to seeing you Friday night. I'll be there in person and uh, enjoying watching the game. And uh, until then, Coach, again, always appreciate your time. And uh, until next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Is your home or business in need of some restoration work? Maybe a water pipe burst or you have some storm damage? There is an expert company right here in DeSoto County that can handle all your needs. Brian Rowe and his team of DeSoto Cleaning does expert restoration work. 
They will make sure the job is perfect to your satisfaction. Look them up on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning LLC, and that is the capital LLC. They also provide other cleaning service, such as steam cleaning carpets, tile, and grout. Or if you'd like to call them on the phone today, you can call them at 662-710-2698, or you can email Brian personally at R-O-W-E underscore 41 at hotmail.com. Coach Russell, brother, how we doing on this fine Sunday, man? Man, I'm doing great. How about you, Zach? Man, doing good, man, doing good. Look, can I dare say that I know you were feeling good about the midway through the third quarter last Friday night because you were shutting down what I consider a decent, if not potent, offense by DeSoto Central uh, completely for the entire second half and really making a statement defensively as well as offensively versus a quality opponent. Well, I'll tell you this, I didn't ever feel real good until that final buzzer went off because they are so good and so talented offensively that, you know, you, any any time you mess up or, or give them a, just a little glimpse, they could take it to the house anytime. You know, and we saw that in the first half. They, they had three huge plays that led to their three touchdowns. And, you know, so, no, I, I never got to the point where I was really relaxed until that final buzzer went off. But uh, really, really proud of our defense and, and the way they played in the second half. Well, Coach, I can say, man, you, you talk about it every week, that team defensive speed, it's really showing up. Um, but I, I've got to say, I feel like, based on some of the conversations we've had, people are at the game, that uh, much like when I spoke to Coach uh, Hector in Lewisburg, y'all probably made some halftime adjustments that changed the game. Is that correct? Yeah, we did make some. You know, we actually made some uh, personnel adjustments. We made some, uh, you know, for, uh, uh, you know, adjustments to what we're doing on the scheme and defense. And, uh, you know, Blake Frazier, I, and I can't say enough about what he does as our defense coordinator. And, you know, we, we met with the kids at halftime and, and, and brought back in, you know, some, some things that we had done previously in the year. So they already knew it. We'd already repped it a bunch and had a lot of success with it. And, uh, you know, kind of recycled some old, uh, old coverages that we were doing and moved some personnel around. And, uh, I'll tell you what, it was, you know, they scored 21 points in the first half, scored zero points in the second half. So it uh, it definitely worked. Yeah, it was it was exciting, man. I, t- I spoke to, uh, you know, Mr. Stripling. Uh, he, you know, of course, he was at the game, and he was really, really excited, really impressed, really loved how the kids' energy was just through the roof through the entire time. Uh, kids were really stepping up. Uh, I thought that was phenomenal. Coach, who are some of the players on defense you really want to kind of highlight that maybe had some, you know, some really big plays or really kind of showed out or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I tell you one that really showed out, graded, I think, uh, 85% on the game, had nine tackles, and really was the, the difference in the second half. You know, he's one of the guys that we, we changed around was Braxton Holloway. You know, he normally starts inside at our, at our Jack linebacker, and we moved him out outside as an outside linebacker. And he really, he, he was mashed up a lot of times in trips, uh, you know, to their, one of their best receivers, and and he had a he had a phenomenal game. In fact, he had really the game ceiling interception right there at the end of the game. And man, I tell you what, I can't say enough about how that kid played. Uh, another one that played just extremely well was Damian Anthony. Uh, you know, he was matched up most of the time. He was our boundary side corner. Uh, he matched up against their best receiver, and uh, he had four pass breakups and uh, I think five tackles, and just had a heck of a game. You know, defensively, and also had. Uh, three catches and was targeting six times on offense. I mean, just a big time game by him all all around. That's huge, coach. Absolutely huge. And 
a huge, a huge congrats to your defense and team overall. Just a great performance. Offensively, Coach, what was working for you best? You know, who were the guys stepping out? Who was doing what? Let us know. Man, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I'm going to start with my guy on the offensive line. You know, they've got a really, really good nose, nose guard. And uh, we challenged our center all week long. And, and they move him around. But to me, he's most effective when he plays at the nose guard for him. And uh, he's, he's been running through guys all, all season long. And, and uh, Oliver Riley, our, our center, I thought he just had an excellent game. I think he had, uh, starting Coach Jones earlier, he had the highest grade of any offensive lineman this year against a really, really good guy on defense. And I tell you what, we won the game, won the game without him stepping up and having a game like that. Uh, you know, Raheem Vance continues to just shine at quarterback. You know, he threw for over 270 yards, uh, you know, completing over 70% of his passes and just, uh, you know, um, he ran for 111 yards too. So, you know, I mean, he had a heck of a game. Uh, you know, um, then we also have Britton Trailer, who really had a breakout game for himself. Uh, had two big catches, uh, both for touchdowns, over 110 yards receiving on those two catches alone. Um, you know, so he had a fantastic night. I uh, mentioned Damian Anthony with three catches and six targets. You know, we just – we had some guys really shine offensively uh, another night. That's huge, guy. That's huge. Absolutely huge, Coach. Uh, huge congratulations to you guys. I know it was a, a special night. Big W versus, you know, uh, you know, one of the deals is it's a close rival. I wouldn't say an arch rival per se, but I mean like they are big time in this district, a school that's just, you know, a lot larger. And to come over to their place and walk out of there with a W and that kind of fashion says a lot. Uh, again, congrats on that. Well, Coach, who do we have this Friday coming up? I know it's a tough one. I was the South Panola Tigers, man. You know, we're renewing a uh... – a real old school rivalry for the, for us and for them, and uh, you know it's a home game, so we need tons of folks packed in here to pool field, and and uh, we need a big time crowd tonight or on Friday nights to help these guys, and uh, we're really excited about the opportunity to play South Panola. They're a great football team now. Yeah, no doubt, Coach. Well, give a, give the listener a preview. Go who who would you say are the people to keep an eye on? Who are some of the players or, or impact players they have that y'all are going to be prepping for this week? Yeah, you know, they got a running back that's as good as any in the state. You know, they got a Division One running back. We'll have to shut him down. We'll have to limit his care. You know, the the amount of yards he gets. I mean, he's going to be a tough one. Uh, I I think they're really good at quarterback. I like their quarterback. Makes good decisions with the ball. Uh, they're going to run a ton of formations offensively. They're going to look very similar to us on offense, running the ball, throwing the ball, doing a lot of the same uh, thing we do with as far as you know, not just lining up and trips every single play you know they'll get into a tight end heavy set and they'll get into a troops formation the next play and, and look very similar to us uh offensively you know defensively they're fast you know they're fast everywhere um you know they've got a, a couple good linebackers and they've got they're good in the secondary they're just good quality team all around with lots of speed Sounds like you guys are going to need to have a very sharp ball game and it's going to be a great contest versus two great opponents yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going. It's going to take an A plus game. I mean, they're you know, you know, we're going. They're going to. It's going to require a great effort, as you would expect from uh, a team that South Knoll puts on the field. And you know, we're we're excited about the opportunity. I think our kids are going to you know be excited about it. We have got a great game plan ready to go, and uh, you know, it's going to be a fun week to prepare and get ready for this game. 
Absolutely, Coach. Coach, as always, I can't thank you enough for your time. Always enjoy hearing about the kids and their great performances. And uh, another congratulations on the W. Y'all have a good week of practice, man, and wish y'all luck on Friday night. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Coach Peacock, brother, how we doing on this fine, fine Sunday evening? I'm good, man, man. Sitting out on the back porch. I heard that, brother. I heard that, man. So, Coach, tough night Friday night versus a quite a good football team. South Haven Chargers are pretty darn loaded. Quite an impressive running back like we talked about. Uh, just a lot of team speed on defense. And just kind of came down to the um, – I think South Haven was clicking more. And, you know, and I think just like we've talked about prior – you know, you got to make the plays when it matters, and it just didn't – it seemed like we were finding ways not to make the big play. I think we were in scoring position numerous times, and uh, just, you know, the scoreboard could have been completely different if we just finished a few plays, especially early in the game. Would you agree with that, Coach? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, man, our defense just played a phenomenal game. We really, you know, last week against Jonesboro, Jonesboro scored on a fourth and 10, a fourth and seven, and a second and 24, and we really – kind of challenged them to, uh, man, we, we can't do that. And we, we put a, a little wrinkle or two in that, that we hadn't done before. And I really thought they played an outstanding game. And I, and I think our, our interior five, our three down linemen and our two inside linebackers are really, really good. Um, so I think we um, can stop the run against a lot of teams with five. Uh, you know, and I thought, I thought those kids just, you know, have a lot of leadership on that side of the ball right now and play hard and they're just doing a lot of good things and hopefully they'll continue it through district play and maybe uh, maybe they can help us upset somebody here down the road. Heard that, Coach. You know, Coach, I mean, I think the story of the ball game is is that offensively we just could not get one punched in. You know what I mean? And it, just you name it, it seemed to be going against us. Uh, turnovers, interceptions, uh, p- critical, critical penalties – uh, um, you know, a couple overthrow t- uh, on passes. It just, you know, when you have wide open people, um, wide open running lanes for touchdown, and you know, and just, it just, it stings, man. You know, I, I've got to imagine that offensively the morale was pretty low after Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, and, and I take a lot of ownership in that. I think I think a lot of a lot of that, that. I'm the head coach. I'm also the offense coordinator. You know, that's my side of the ball. We got to play better. We got to do better. Um, you know, I think we just didn't execute well at times. Um, there were a couple things where, you know, they just, hey, got a player, make made a play. But, you know, we score uh, to go up seven to six, and we have a penalty. And it's a, a penalty that didn't we don't teach him to do it. We don't tell him to do it. He's never done it before. And it didn't affect the play at all. It wasn't like we held a guy and got in. It was the, the the penalty did not affect the score at all, but it, it happened. It got called. We The touchdown doesn't stand. We have to back up five yards or whatever it was, and then we fumble the next the next pitch. Um, so, you know, don't score there where I felt like realistically it could have been – it should have been at worst 10 to – 13 at 13 10 them at halftime and realistically probably should have been 14 to 13 us at halftime it was 13 three or whatever it was um you know just because i like I, I jokingly kind of was telling somebody like we just keep finding new ways not to score touchdowns 
Um, you know, the first drive, we have a third down. We got a guy open. We throw it a little high. Still think it might should have been caught, but it's it's not, and we don't we don't convert. And then we drive down inside the five twice, and we only come away with three points. And you can't against a good team. You can't trade field goals for touchdowns. It just it, the math doesn't work right. And I'm not very good at math, but I know that doesn't work right. Um, you know, obviously South Haven is a good football team. They do a great job. Eddie does a great job defensively. They are talented. Um, you know, but I thought our kids uh, played well for the most part. We just we just didn't execute at a high enough level offensively. And you know, we would we would bust off a big run or a big or a big pitch, catch the pitch and have a big game, and then we drop one or we would have a penalty or or we miss a block on the O line and only get two yards here or whatever. Um, you know, and so what you felt like should have been a close game and maybe you get a chance to win at the end. You just, you didn't play well enough early to keep it close. And then, you know, you kind of got down and, and they kind of blew it open there at the end of the game. Um, uh, but again, man, super proud of our defensive guys, man. They just played a, played a phenomenal game and against a really good team. And they're going to be, they're going to be a little sore tomorrow probably, but, uh, um, you know, just really proud of them. And, and offensively, we just got to get back to work and we got to, um, you know, do what we do and, and, and do it better, execute at a higher level. And that comes with, with practice, with focus at practice, with focus in the game um, and, and making sure that we execute at a high level on Friday nights. I agree, Coach. I, I really do. I think the tools are there. It's just putting them all together <laughs> – to make sure that you know they're all in you know in sequence and running together and well old machine you know um, you know the style of offense flex bone this that or so on it can be deadly uh, but it, it requires all eleven to be in sync and it's one of those things where if you're playing a good quality opponent like South Haven you know you can't get yourself behind the chains I, I love that phrase you use all the time where you know it needs to be short you know short yardage second and third down and where you work the offense the best you can. And, you know, being stuck in second long, third and long, sometimes even longer than you want to be because penalties are like that, you know, that makes it really, really difficult. And I know that makes it difficult to call certain plays. So I totally, totally understand that. Well, Coach, you know, I know you were talking about defense and offense and stuff like that. Were there any kids that just kind of individually stuck out to you that really stepped up, you know, and, you know, did some extraordinary things or just had a great night? Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Kylon Jones, one of our outside linebackers, had really not played um, super great. I mean, he hadn't played awful, but he hadn't played super great until Friday night. I think he had like 10 tackles on Friday night. Really played well. Uh, really proud of him. Um, I thought a corner that we had, uh, he broke up a long pass play to their Division One uh, Tennessee commit, uh, the slaughter kid. Um, they ran a post, and he, he kind of got in trail position, never looked back, just sprinted. Got his hand up, broke the broke the play up. I thought uh, Caden Thomas is his name. I thought he played really well. He's a newer kid to us, um, transferred uh, to us this year, um, and so he's kind of he's a young kid. So he was kind of learning and and trying to work his way into playing time. Um, I thought they they both played really well. I think um, our D line continues to to play well. Um, you know, they South Haven's got a. I think their left tackle is really daggum good. Uh, the Raybon kid is really good, and I thought we held our own. Got two backs that are really good. We tackled, for the most part, 
fairly well. Um, and then the main thing defensively, we just didn't give up the big play. You know, you look the two a week ago against Jonesboro, you give up a fourth and ten, a fourth and seven, and a second and twenty four, and we did not give up the big play uh, Friday night, and that was that was huge because uh, any offense, no matter what offense you run, if you make high school kids have to drive the field and drive in 12 plays, 14 plays, usually there's a mistake that's going to be made because they're, they're high school kids. Somebody messes up, somebody misses a block, whatever, and you can get them behind the chains and, and have success. As long as you don't give up the big plays, you usually have a chance to be successful. And, and that's what we did and what we've got to continue to do, um, you know, moving forward as we, as we continue through district play. Yeah, no doubt, Coach. Well, Coach, I got to say, man, this week is uh, is big for uh, your school. Uh, we talked to Coach Hectorn as well. This is the rivalry game. This is the game of the season that I think most every Mustang of Center Hill looks forward to. It uh, means the most probably of any game in football, probably in most all sports, and that is uh, Lewisburg High School coming to uh, Center Hill Friday night um, for, you know, the, the uh, I guess it's the Battle of the Branch trophy. And we have had that trophy for the last year. And uh, they'll be looking to get it back. Uh, you know, y'all have a, a big week plan for practice and everything else. Your guys getting excited and have a plan for that as well? Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, obviously it's a big game. and it's For us, it's a big game because it's the next game. And, and we want to have the mindset that it doesn't really matter who we play. We just go out there and execute and do our thing. But I, that's a lot of coach speak, honestly, because I know our kids want to win. I know our community wants to win. I know – I want to win, um, you know, so uh, the deal is, you know, we've got to focus on what's going to happen, you know, from 7.30 to, to 9.30, 10 o'clock, and what's going to happen inside those white lines and not let any of the, the off-the-field stuff, social media, or anything like that clout our uh, mindset. And, you know, we always I, – I, I feel like they always play their best game against us. Um, so we know that they're going to come out. Coach Hake Torn and his guys do a great job. We know they're going to come out and they're going to play good football. And we've got to match that. We've got to uh, come out and, um, you know, play well, execute well, not turn the ball over. That's To me, that's a huge deal. If we cannot turn the ball over, I think we got a great chance to be successful. If we come out, you turn the ball over two or three times, or even if you just get behind the chains because of, a bad pitch or a or dropped pitch or whatever, you you put yourself in a bind. But you know we got to win the turnover battle, and I think if we do that, we got a great chance to to win the game. I agree with you, coach. I agree with you. I think it, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a lot of excitement. I'm uh, I'm really really pushing for everybody to come out to the ball game. I think it's going to be a great you know just an absolute electric environment. A lot of festivities going on, and it's going to, you're going to see a healthy rivalry game, and that's always fun. You're going to see the kids do the best, and so I think it would be awesome. I think, uh, I think you guys should, should have a, for a great week of practice. I think the weather's going to be good. I think Friday night's game's going to be good. And I think y'all, y'all got a real good shot of winning the ball game, and uh, I wish you luck, Coach. Oh, man, we appreciate it. Like I said, we just – hopefully we can show up and, and play well and, and make the Center Hill community proud. Absolutely, Coach. Well, again, Coach, thanks a lot for your time, man, as always. And, uh, again, wish you all have a great week of practice and, and good luck on Friday night. All right, man. Appreciate it. Hey, congrats to Olive Ranch and uh, uh, also Center Hill. Y'all are going to get back on track next week. But I think probably the most impressive 
thing was the fact that Lewisburg beat Horn Lake. Uh, you know, considering you, everything, you know, yeah, considering yeah, the day, yeah. you know the quarterback went right. down, running back went down, and everything yeah. else, and still found a way. Uh, pretty impressive for sure. Well, it just sounded like they had several reasons to just go ahead and give up, but they didn't. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. You know, so congratulations to those guys uh, out there at Lewisburg. You Patriots, stay patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that kind of wraps up our show. But I want to remind you: uh, after we do uh, our say our goodbyes here in a second, um, we are going to play some more audio. These are some more of those voice memos or things that people want to say as a tribute to the uh, late coach Adam Tipton. And, um, you know, so I hope y'all really enjoy that. Like the, the first set was last episode, uh, tell your friends, tell your family guys, um, this is what we do. This is what we want to do. We want to honor people in our community. We want to discuss our local news. We want to discuss the positive things around us so that we can continue to build in the right direction. Um, you know, we have unfortunately neighbors to our North where things are going in the wrong direction and a lot of things around us going in the wrong direction, but we want to stay here is be community strong. We want to be together. Um, like I said before, we're going to do uh, some community stuff to support Adam Tipton Heck at a Center Hill football game coming up on Friday. So, you know, yeah. if that's something you want to see and you want to see two local teams that we talk about right here in our community uh, play some football, we're going to have cooking competitions, all kinds of fun stuff, activities going on. It's probably going to be fantastic weather. Come on out. If you've never been to a high school game in our area, it's a great one to come to. This is a great rivalry, but it's a healthy rivalry. The coaches, are, uh, you know, have a lot of respect. The communities have respect. You're going to see us come together for a mutual cause, for, you know, a fallen teacher, but also have a great environment for football, food, the whole nine yards. And so that's not something you've never done before. Come on out to the ball game. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. But like I say every, time, every week, guys, if you enjoy our content and you enjoy what we do, there's also another great podcast down in Hernando called Under the Water Tower. They do a fantastic job. And so if that's something you've been interested in listening to a little bit about Hernando, <clears throat> go listen to that today. But other than that, I think we're going to call it for this week, T. I uh, really appreciate you joining me as always, man. Uh, you're a lifelong friend, and uh, it means a lot that we do this pod together and get to talk about these communities. And so I look forward to each and every week, and I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. I love being here, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. When I think about Adam Tipton, I think about all of his family. I think about Coach Tip, his dad. I think about what a great fellow he was and a great fellow to work with and to work for. I knew Adam as he was a young, younger guy. I knew Meredith uh, in middle school for sure, maybe earlier than that. Just such a joy to see them make a family and precious Chloe. Uh, Adam all over. Chloe's Adam all over. Adam's going to be missed uh, in so many places. And I guess the thing that really meant the most to me ever about knowing him was at the end of a game, whether he was on the winning end or the losing end, he always had a smile and a hug for me. And I think that just typifies Adam Tipton. He's a good guy. He was even killed. He loved his kids. He loved his family. He loved God. And he loved people. And it showed going to miss you, Adam. Brenda Case, Center Hill. What can't I say about Coach Tipton? Um, his life is speaking volumes for him, you know, even now. Um, just really seeing how many lives he impacted um, throughout his time um, at Lewisburg. And um, I'm glad to have been one of the many um, lives that he came across. Um, and realizing that I was, you know, a part of kind of that first group uh, of boys that he got to coach there at Lewisburg. Um, you know, I had a, a journey with Tipton you know, 
five years at Lewisburg from, from eighth grade all the way until I graduated in 2012. So just a really good man, a great coach, um, always believed in his players, um, no matter the outcome or situations, you know, never lost hope in us, never lost hope in the program. Um, and, and kind of seeing now so many years later, you know, him sticking around and really staying with the program, you know, up until the point of coaching both girls and boys basketball. Um, he had a lot of faith in, in Lewisburg. And, um, yeah, that's really going to be uh, some shoes to fill because um, we will definitely miss Coach Tipton. Um, you know, I'm going to definitely miss, you know, going back to catch up with him at least, you know, one game every season. I try to just touch base with him just to tell him, you know, how life's going and stuff. And, you know, knowing that that won't be something that I'll be able to continue to do with him. Um, you know, that's that's a little tough there. But with time, you know, we're, we're all going to get better. Um, so definitely going to miss you, Tip. Um, this is Brad Cowan, uh, number 10, graduating class of 2012. To the Tipton family, I'd just like to say thank you for sharing Adam for these 39 plus years. Just a great guy. And the thing that I think of when I think Adam was this word commitment. Uh, he was committed. He either was or he wasn't. There wasn't a level. There was just he was committed or he wasn't. As you all know, uh, he was as committed to his family as he was to his faith. And I'm, I'm proud to know that I'll see him again one day and we'll walk streets of gold together. I'd like just to tell Chloe, uh, Chloe, your dad was so excited. Uh, the day he found out that he was going to have you, uh, he was already smiling before he even knew what you were going to look like because he was so excited about seeing your smile. So always hold on to that. Um, I'd like to say to, to uh, Coach Tip and to Miss Kay, uh, the joy I saw in his face when he watched you guys watching him do what he did, loved, which is coaching basketball in those moments, to, to the pride he had in his parents watching him was awesome. Jason, to you, I would just like to say that he, he talked with so much excitement. Uh, he talked just recently about how much older he was getting in terms of, I got to work out. So when I go see Jason in summer, uh, he didn't work me too bad when we're in that Colorado uh, atmosphere. So he thought so much of you. And Meredith, in closing, I'd just like to say so much about his commitment to you, uh, as you well knew, was solid as a rock. And I just thank you all for the time I had with Adam and if the opportunity he had to, to uh, mentor my son as well in his time of coaching. And again, I'd just like to say um, he'll be missed in lots of ways. This is Chris Fleming. Coach, Coach Tipton, Coach Tip. This is Jacob Pfeiffer, or as you would just say, Fife. I just want to say thank you for everything. And I really appreciate you always believing in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. I wish I could just tell you these things in person, but I hope one day I can be remembered for everything that you're going to be remembered for. Just like everybody said, always being happy, having a positive attitude. You always saw the best in everybody. Every day you showed up and tried to push us to be the best player that we could be. And you really just pushed us to try to be the best person in life. Lou Spurs not going to be the same without you, Coach. I'm going to miss you. Coach Tipton, this is Joe Cole here. Man, I just wanted to say thank you for the role that you've played in my life. You're more than just a coach. You were a friend, an advisor, a counselor, a teacher, just uh, an example every day of how to 
be the best version of yourself that you could be, how to give other people every ounce of love that you could give, and how to live a life for Christ. Um, You know, so many of us owe a lot to you for the impact that you've had in our lives, helping us grow into who we are today. You know, you, you did more than just watch us grow up. You helped us and guided us and did all you could to be the most positive influence that you could be in all of our lives. And we all are indebted to you and so thankful for you doing that. Um, I remember our first conversation was my first practice going into ninth grade year. And you had straight up asked when I walked in the door who I was because between the tryout and the first practice, I shaved my afro into a buzz cut and you had no idea who I was. And then our last conversation was a video you had sent me of a basketball drill on Twitter that made you think of me because it was a move I used to do. But coach, you know, so many of us miss you already. So many of us will always love you. And if you're a believer in the Lord, then you know that he can move mountains. And I believe Coach Tipton was certainly a mountain in all of our lives that the Lord placed there. And although the rock that Coach Tipton was is no longer here on earth with us, he is certainly the rock that he always has been as a guardian angel now. Um, To Meredith, Chloe, Papa Tip, rest of the family and friends, we all love you. We all will continue to pray for you, and we share this grief with you as well. Coach Tipton, I love you very much. Some of my best, most valuable memories from high school you know, have to do with Coach Tipton. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I interacted with him. Probably the first time was in eighth grade when he came down to watch one of our games, and I think I mouthed off to the ref or something like right in front of him, which was dumb, and he let me have it for doing that, and uh, I was probably scared of him after that and wondered what I was getting myself into trying out for the team, but I'm glad I stuck with it, and, and he stuck with me because I was coming off an injury, you know, trying out for the team. He, he let me make the team, and uh, two months later down at Colin, I, I injured the other ankle, but he showed his loyalty to me. He showed that he was bought into me as a player and as a person. Um, he continuously did that throughout the rest of my tenure at Lewisburg, the rest of my four years, and one of my favorite memories about him is, you know, we sucked at the free throw line the night before, and the next practice he just grabbed the ball and made like 10 free throws in a row and just kind of held his hands up like, hey, it's that easy. Um, so just his servant leadership, not only in the basketball court, but off the basketball court with our grades, always checking in on those, and, and but most importantly, you know, showing us how to be a, a Christian man and, and staying in our faith, and he was a great example of, of a godly man. Um, the last time I saw him, you know, I think Chloe was six to eight months old and my wife was pregnant and just talking to me about fatherhood and how great it is and how excited I should be and I'll never forget that and you know, he texted me when, when my son was born and congratulated me. Um, so still hear his laugh echoing throughout the hall. He's just contagiously happy person and um, I'll never forget him. Coach Tip, I love you, man. Thank you so much for everything you did for me. Um, whatever I can do, I'm going to make sure that your legacy lives on. Uh, this is Tal Brower, class of 17. I uh, love you, Coach Tip.
Cause it's real loud If I was smarter I'd have stayed myself at home 